When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, August 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, it was an eventful weekend in Detroit. The, uh, the Indians swept the Tigers, extended their winning streak against Detroit to 20 straight games. Uh, we'll get into all that later uh, after uh, sort of the big news from the weekend, obviously, was the Indians meeting with Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak in a closed team meeting with the entire traveling party. Uh, grievances were aired and feats of strength were demonstrated. I don't know, not, not Festivus. But uh, uh, after the meeting, the Indians decided to option Clevenger and Plesak down to their alternate training site in Eastlake. And that sets up a whole you know, series of moves that are, are later on to come. But really what we're finding out was from this meeting, there were a lot of hard feelings aired uh, between uh, the players and Clevenger and Plesak. Yeah, uh, just from talking to Chris Antonetti, on, uh, the meeting was on uh, Friday morning at the team hotel outside of Detroit. And um, uh, it, it was obvious that, uh, that things did not go well from Clevenger and Plesak's uh, perspective. Um, I, the fact that, you know, they, dr- they drove up separately from Detroit, from Cleveland to Detroit Thursday night, that, you know, they brought their baseball equipment with them. So, you know, there was, uh, there was kind of a tension there. You know, they could have been added to the roster. They could not have. And uh, Antonetti said that the meeting could have gone three different ways. They could have gone. They could have got option, both of them. They could, one could have stayed. The other could have got option. Or both of them could have stayed. And it turned out that, you know, the, the decision that, that was made was the least likely, you know, the least helpful to a police act in Clevenger. They were both sent down and, you know, they've got to stay down there for 10 days. And it was a, uh, it was, a, it was an interesting decision by, uh, and, and this was a decision, Joe, influenced by the team more so than I think the front office, because after they had the team meeting, then, uh, you know, uh, Francona, uh, Antonetti, Chernoff, and uh, pitching coach uh, Carl Willis met. And that's where the real decision was made to option those guys, just because of the reaction uh, to the room, to the rest of the, the, the Indians, you know, the, the 28 players there, to uh, they had to uh, Plesek and Clevenger taking off, you know, having their night on the town. Uh, 
uh, last Saturday in Chicago. Right, and it also probably had uh, a lot more to do with the uh, the way that they've reacted since then, and you know, Clevenger, you know, not disclosing that he was on the trip and flying back on the on the flight. Uh, we also had, you know, police X, uh, ob- ob- obscure, weird uh, apology, not apology video that he put out. Uh, he's since taken down. Uh, just things are, are are really going sort of sideways for these guys in terms of the court of public opinion. But really, the the opinion that mattered the most, like you said, was in that hotel room in that meeting with the the players. Uh, a report from ESPN's Jeff Passan on Monday morning. Uh, suggesting that Oliver Perez, one of the veterans, uh, said that if if Clevenger and Plesak were allowed to stay with the team, that that he would opt out of the remainder of the season. And this is a guy who's you know pushing forty, he has a bunch of kids at home. Uh, he would no one would stand in his way for opting out at any time. But uh, if it's uh, you know them or me sort of situation, uh, obviously the team uh, said that they would you know the reaction was to to stay with the status quo and, and, and send Clevenger and police hack back down. Yeah. We already know how Alex Plutko feels about him, uh, about how, uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, you know, they, they're on the record as saying that. So this was a, an interesting move and it was kind of a, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's just Joe, I, you know, I've covered baseball for a long time and, 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 you know, talent has always, you know, in, in most cases, you know, talent is, is rules in, in, in Major League Baseball. You know, there's one set of rules for, you know, the 24 other guys on the team. But if you're the best team, if you're the best player on the team, there's another set of rules for you. But the pandemic has changed that. And I think the Indians' way of thinking has changed that. And that's why, you know, Clevenger and, and uh, uh, Plesak, you know, were, got back in their cars Friday after the meeting and uh, drove back to Cleveland and took a, a left turn to, to Eastlake, you know, to a classic park. And, and we got that sense and we got that feeling as we were interviewing and talking to players, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of, of last week, uh, we would ask guys like Adam Plutko, uh, guys like Tyler Naquin, Framo Reyes, uh, we asked them to give their thoughts on whether or not there was uh, an opportunity for the team to welcome back Plesak and Clevenger and for them to re- re-earn like whatever trust would be there. And instead of saying, oh, sure, sure, you know, that's a possibility, you know, to a man, every one of them deferred the question, deflected, sounded rather cold. It was, it was pretty easy to see that there, there were still some really, really hot sort of hard feelings there um, between who was left in the clubhouse and uh, Clevenger and Plesak. So uh, what's what's the next step? What's the next move, I guess? Uh, the next time the Indians are going to need a fifth starter isn't going to be until Saturday against Detroit at home. Uh, would would Clevenger or Plesak uh, or neither of them be an option there? I don't think either one of them is, Joe, because they won't, they will not have been down 20, I mean, 10 days unless there's an injury, in, you know, in on, on the big league roster and they bring somebody up. But you know, unless they put another pitcher on the D, on the injured list, you know, those guys will only be down. I think the first time they could come back was, uh, is August 24th. Then, okay. you know, that's when their 10 days would be up. And, uh, you know, and, and the question is, uh, you know, how long do you, do you stay down there? Do you bring them both up? Uh, you know, if the team is playing well, do you disrupt that? You know, and right now they're playing well. And the, the, the thing that stands out to me, Joe, is, is what, 
is what Antonetti said. He goes, you know, we're, we're trying to win baseball games right now, and we need the best 28 players to do that right now. Mm-hmm. And you guys aren't we – do, we do not, you know, we do not uh, – you are not in that 28-man group. And these are two of the best pitchers in the American League. So, you know, obviously this is a soft spot in the schedule. You know, you got Detroit twice. You've got Pittsburgh. The Indians went to Detroit and swept. You know, so, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of a gutsy move by the tribe. But, you know, I think they, they kind of, you know, they, pad, they padded the, you know, they picked the right part of the schedule to do it as well. Well, and it's, you're right, it is a gutsy move. It is sort of like gambling with your, not, not just the, uh, against the schedule, but with your entire season here. Because this is a, a point in the season, like you said, uh, this nine-game stretch where they, they could not only just make up ground on, on Minnesota, they could actually move past Minnesota, uh, depending on how, how the Twins perform. Uh, you've got Pittsburgh, who's the, the worst team in baseball record-wise right now, and, and Detroit, who you've beaten 20 consecutive games. Uh, these are all games. It's not inconceivable to, to think the Indians could win their next six consecutive games if, uh, if, if, they, if things go right. And, you know, you've got Adam Plutko, who wasn't completely stretched out and, uh, you know, maybe not pitching at the same level that a Clevenger or a Plesak was. But if he's going to be in your rotation now, that puts pressure, extra pressure on uh, Bieber, Carrasco, and Savali to, to also be – uh, you know, just as good, if not better than they were in the first, uh, you know, three, three and a half weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Saturday, you know, I guess uh, Logan Allen would be, a, 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 you know, a, a, he'd, he'd be a candidate to make that start. Maybe you could bring up, uh, I don't know if uh, Scott Moss maybe, or, or uh, you know, I don't know where uh, uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez is. He's probably not, I, I doubt if he's stretched out enough or, uh, you know, maybe uh, the kid, uh, Tristan McKenzie. You know, so there's got there's got a, there's some options there, right? Uh, but I would think you know Logan Allen is, is here for a reason, and I probably that's 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 the reason he's here. Well, and speaking of options, you've got Clevenger and Plesac down at the alternate site. Uh, option days, if they get up to about twenty option days each, I think that starts affecting their service time and starts affecting them in terms of when their potential arbitration and free agency uh, years could could come into effect. I think you need uh, the equivalent of 130 days in a season, which I think is something along the lines of uh, like 47, 48 days, according to Passon. Uh, and if if Clevenger spends a total of 20 days on option, he's not going to reach that level of service time this year. I think uh, Plesak, since he started the season on option, it, he's at like 18 days. So sometime within the next, you know, two and a half weeks here, if those guys aren't back up with the big league club, uh, it could really start affecting them financially. Yeah. I mean, long-term, you know, they, they, you know, Clevenger would lose a year, you know, they keep be able to keep him in an extra year until he, you know, he's got, uh, he started this season with, with three, three plus years of service time. You need six to become a free agent. So, uh, you know, that could affect him that they keep him an extra year. And, um, you know, Plesak uh, could, instead of being a, uh, you know, eligible for arbitration four times, he could be, he could be a super two player right. like this, this past season. I mean, c- going into next season, he might uh, only, you know, still not be, still not be eligible for arbitration. So instead of, a, he'd be ar- eligible three years instead of four, if they keep him down there. 
Right. But, you know, I think both these guys are going to be up. I, I don't see how you can, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's kind of a, a rash statement. I, I just thought naturally they'd, get, they'd, bring, they'd bring them back up. But I, some fences are going to have to be mended, obviously. Well, uh, like the song goes, uh, we, weren't, we weren't in the room where it happened, so we don't know what was, uh, what was said and what the, what the situation between the players is. Uh, is there a situation that you could see where they would keep both of them down and, and not bring them back up just to save the, the clubhouse culture? No, I don't. I really don't see that. I, I mean, those are your two, two of your best pitchers. I mean, I think eventually, you know, somebody's got to make peace here. Mm-hmm. You extend the olive branch, and for you, the, the idea is to win, to win ball games. You know, that's not to, uh, you know, I mean, that's you want to make the postseason. You want to win ball games. You want to have the best team, and you know, when everything shakes out, I think those two guys are the, you know the best two pitchers to fill, fill out that rotation. But th- that's me. I don't know, you know, what's, what's driving the rest of the clubhouse. All right. Well, speaking of winning ball games, the Indians did plenty of that this weekend in Detroit. It was sort of the, uh, the right prescription at the right time for these guys, uh, a team that they had beaten uh, coming into the series 17 times in a row. Uh, they extend that win streak to, to 20. Uh, look good doing it. Framil Reyes looks like. He's seeing beach balls up there at the, uh, at the plate, driving balls out of the park to uh, areas that we have not seen home runs hit <laughs> at Comerica Park. Uh, Francisco Lindor uh, struggled the first maybe couple of games of the series, but on Sunday he broke out, had three extra base hits, looked a lot more like Frankie Lindor at the plate. Uh, Delano DeShields at the bottom of the order, sort of stabilizing things and, and extending the, uh, the batting order uh, you know, effectively. Uh, Tyler Naquin returned this weekend, and Tyler Naquin's, uh he hasn't stopped hitting, I don't think, since uh, the, the opening of summer training camp. So uh, all good signs for an offense that, that needed some sort of good news coming into this weekend. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And you've got uh, Roberto Perez hopefully coming back Tuesday for the uh, Pittsburgh series. So, you know, you finally maybe get some – that that bottom of the order stabilized with the Shields, Naquin, and Perez. You know, you, they gives uh, Terry Francona a few more options down there, and uh, yeah, and uh, Detroit was just what they needed. Uh, but Detroit's, you know, they they seem to have a little more fight in them than than uh, you know I remember. You know, they came back. Yes, they they scored in the ninth inning uh, uh, Sunday. They right. was th- they lose three one uh, Saturday. You know, and. So well, I, Sunday, I the Indians the Indians had to hit three go ahead home runs in one game. So yeah. that that just tells me that the Indians hit home runs. The the Tigers came back. They're they're a little. They're uh, I'll reference Hamilton again. They're uh, they're young, scrappy, and hungry. Okay, yeah. go with that. And, uh, and the Indians got a break when that ball's stuck under the pad in, uh, in right field. Ron Gardenhire <laughs> wasn't too happy. Do you feel Do you feel more for Ron Gardenhire more than any manager in baseball right now? I mean, he, oh my God, poor poor Gardy just can't catch a break. And then even when he's right, he's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. And and I'll tell you what, Tim Timmons uh, as as an umpire, boy, he had a rough week. His strike zone when he worked the plate for the uh, the Indians game on Wednesday against the Cubs was pathetic. There's no easy way to say it. Uh, he was he, he had a rough day behind the plate, and then he goes out and makes that call on the uh, the ground rule double against 
uh, when Tyler Naquin went and picked the ball up. Uh, and then he has to run Guardy and then drops the queen mother of all expletives uh, in full volume on the broadcast. Uh, I, I, I could see, I could hear Matt Underwood blush on the, on the broadcast as, uh, as Tim Tim. I didn't hear that. I missed Oh, you didn't hear it? Oh, no. Hoinsey. Hoinsey, it was, it was perfection. It was just uh, Tim Timmons turned to Ron Gardenhire to heave him out, and he said, you can get the uh, – uh, you can get the heck out of here, but he didn't say heck. So that you know, was and, – and, and, Joe, one thing we – you know, I, I should ask you this. What, what do you think – do you think uh, the Indians would trade uh, – Clevenger or, or Plesak by the August 31st deadline? Is that an option for him to kind of clear the air and, uh, you know, settle things down? I, I don't think it's the best option, but do I think it's something that they would have to consider? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chris Antonetti is not a guy who doesn't consider all the options or just yeah. says, no, we're definitely not doing this. I, I think if the situation were right, I think he would at least trade Clevenger. And I think, that might be the best move of, of, of any of them if, if, you, if you had to, just to get Clevenger out of there because maybe Clevenger is seen as an influence on, on Plesak. What would happen if Plesak were left, you know, without his buddy, without his running mate uh, sort of there in the clubhouse? Could, could he reintegrate himself? Could, could Plesak, who you've got more control over for the next couple of years, reintegrate himself into that clubhouse? Uh, without Clevenger there, I think that might be a possibility. But how are you going to get value from Mike Clevenger yeah. in this season? And I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. Uh, unless yeah. a team is so desperate for for starting pitching that they they come to you and say, okay, you know, open up the books. What do you want? I, I really don't see it. Yeah, and, and um, you know, he hasn't pitched that well. He's still coming off that knee knee injury, um, but you do control him. You know, right. you, you control him for what uh, at least you could control him for two more years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting. Uh, well, the better question here is when, and if they do come back, do they pitch better? Do they pitch better than they were? Or in the, in the, the case of police act does, does he maintain what he was doing? Yeah. That's a great point. And cause we don't know exactly the level, what are they doing at Eastlake? You know, they, they're just playing inter-squad games and, you know, uh, are they motivated? I would think they'd be motivated after this. I, I would think Clevenger and Act, you know, the, the light has to go on at some point and say, okay, we screwed up. Let's work hard. Let's try to get back. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. All right. Well, uh, just to, to recap, uh, uh, on the weekend, three wins against the Tigers, uh, three games coming up in uh, Pittsburgh against the Pirates. Uh, you're going to get Carlos Carrasco, Aaron Savali, and Shane Bieber in that series. So good luck, Pirates. Uh, in terms of actually, uh, Framil Reyes in his his uh, his last comment on Sunday afternoon as he was finishing up his Zoom uh, uh, interview with the the, the media, uh, he said, "You know, watch out, Pirates," or something something to that effect. It was like a, a mic drop and a walk off from the uh, from the Zoom meeting. That was kind of. Anytime Fran Mill talks to the to reporters before or after games, it's it's can't miss TV because he's uh he's really engaging and just really fun to talk to. Joe, I thought that second home run he hit, if he hit it in Pittsburgh, I th- it's got to be in the Alleghany. Got to be in the river. 
Yeah, yeah it's got to be in the river. I, I four sixty uh, to to left center on um, on Saturday night was was no joke either. I mean that was yeah that was I'm, I don't think I ever saw Cabrera Miguel Cabrera in his heyday hit balls up there against the Indians and he killed the Indians. I I can't remember anybody hitting them up in the that high in those I'm, vines. I'm pretty sure just and I'm looking and squinting really closely on the uh, where that ball hit and it landed in the bushes. There's a railing, sort of a metal railing that that deflected it downwards. Had it been two feet higher and gone over that railing, it might have left the park completely. That was like those were huge. Right. Those were long. So well, hopefully the Indians fans and, and reporters uh, all get a, a, a good long uh, couple of years looking at Fran Reyes hitting home runs like that because those are those are impressive and that's something that the Indians have been been really lacking in the the middle of their order for for several years now. Yeah, and you could see you could see it building too. You know, when when he started going the opposite way, you looked line drives or singles up the middle. He wasn't hitting everything out of the park, but you could see this coming a little bit. You know, in the last few, you know, several last several days or at least a week, week and a half. Right, and Framil says his power is to right center field. That's that's where he hits the ball uh, out, out of the park the best. But but he says he wants to hit his face on the scoreboard. He wants to. <laughs> uh, he wants to pull one to the, the scoreboard in the left in Jacobs Field, or I'm sorry, geez, in uh, a Progressive Field, and uh, and hit one off of his own face. So we'll see if he can accomplish get himself, that. Get himself right in the right in the nose. There you go. All right, off day uh, today, Monday, and then they're back at it on Tuesday in Pittsburgh. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you before that. All right, Joe.